amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. There's something about your movie, why I made a curator's pick of the Hollywood French community. going on, people? How you feeling today? This is another great episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live. That's right. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, my sister, Tanya M. Congress. Let's test out the mic. Let's see how you sound. How are you feeling today? How is this? I am wonderful. How is this sounding? Oh, it's sounding great. Sounding great. Oh, yeah, sounding great. All right. So listen, people. We are simulcasting live over Periscope, over Vimeo, over Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society page. Make sure you like that page, follow that page. Also on Tanya M. Congress, also on uh, Crazon Dion page, and of course on the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. Right now, we are live there. Go right over to YouTube and make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay, how's my sound now? Is it better? Okay. Okay, so go right over there to the Film Review Live channel and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. This is episode number 20. And what is the topic for today? We learned violence from you. Phone lines are open, 213-943-3358, 213-943-3358. Also, the chat line, the chat is open on YouTube, also on FB. Make sure that you, you know, chime in and say say something, and we will read your comment over the air as I do my uh, population here. So how's your morning going before I ask you that, let me tell the people, make sure that you share this because we are bringing information today that will be very important for you to know, to have, to have in your knowledge bank. Make sure that you share this because at hashtag TFR Podcast Live, OB, that's observations, we bring our opinions and observations to facts. And it's time to get off the hamster wheel and get out of that mindset and get into your mind state where you 
look and organize and mobilize through having researched and having a knowledgeable, educated, reasonable mind state to make the decisions with, not just being controlled like a drone. So, again, so how's your how's your uh, morning going? My morning is good. I slept in a little bit later today because I was on a very late phone call, um, so I decided to just go ahead and take the time to sleep in. But as usual, um, I had to do my morning routine with the treatments and all of that. And, um, you know, I want to encourage the people, like, while we're having these discussions, there are multiple things going on in the earth right now, and you have to make sure that you are properly grounded and in the right place and able to think clearly and think straight. And a lot of times we take that for granted that we are thinking straight because we think what we think, you understand. But sometimes your ability to be able to receive and process information is directly affected by your diet and supplements or lack thereof. So it's going to be very important that we be on top of things, especially as we're challenging things that we face. They're used to seeing us, and by they I mean the powers that be and all that are associated, black and white, and any other uh, nationalities of people that are in agreement with uh, the the machine. Um, as we are challenging and standing to face off with those individuals and different individuals within our sphere of influence, it's very important that we're 100% that we're on top of our game. So we have to pay attention to our health and our mind. Our mind is everything. Our mind is everything. So, you know, I want to encourage you guys in that to start us off this morning. We are 43 days away from this so-called debauchery of an election, and um, we're trying to help you make some decisions that's going to be for our benefit for change. All right, so we need you to shoot these videos out. We need you to watch them. We need you to ingest and digest the information. We need you to help us make these go viral so that we can get the information out to the people, okay? It's not very many of us that are standing in this regard, so help us out. All right, people. So, look, the topic, we learned violence from you. So let, let me go through it real quick because we're going we're gonna to hop right into this. From H. Rap Brown to Kwame Toure to Martin Luther King to Sister Soldier to Kimberly, Kimberly Latrice Jones to Tamika Mallory, our voices scream out for just us. From generations and decades of wins and losses because the masses won't mobilize to organize, leaving the move for free to continually be co-opted by those who look only to be anarchists, accelerationists, arsonists, rioters, and looters of American blacks and birthright. Let's discuss. The phone lines are open, 213-943-3358, 213-943-3358. So we're going to get right into this. You know, starting with the uh, memes, right? We're going to get right into it. This came across a few days ago, and I thought it was so interesting that, you know, I would definitely make sure that we would discuss this because this is leading into it. We learned violence from you. 
who is the you in that statement? We're going to be coming around to that. So here we go. So let's start with this right here. Now, for people who don't know who this is, we're going to get to that. We're going to layer, bring this and layer this back, layers of the onion, right? Black Lives Matter co-founder teams with pro-Chinese Communist Party group, okay? New York Post. Black Lives Matter co-founder teams up with pro-Chinese Communist Party group, okay? Now, what what does that mean? Now, we, we've given definitions in previous shows, so we're not going to go backwards. We've given you the definitions of communism, Marxism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we're not going to move backwards, but we're going to keep moving forwards, and then you catch up by going and uh, listening to the previous shows where we give you the definitions of these words. Okay. So the next panel that we're showing. Again, Black Lives Matter co-founder teams up with pro-Chinese Communist Party group. A trained Marxist, right? Let me bring that up so y'all can see this. A trained Marxist. This is kind of small, so I'm going to see. A trained Marxist founder, co-founder of Black Lives Matter has teamed up on a new venture with a pro Chinese Communist Party organization, right? Elisa Garza is now behind the advocacy group Black Futures Labs, which is uh, backed by the Communist Progressive Association, according to the website, which is the Black Futures Lab. It's uh, funded by a communist group called Progr- uh, Chinese Progressive Association. Right now, we we on episode one thirty one of the film review this past weekend on uh, on the Film Review Life Channel. Let me bring this down so you can see me as I talk to you real quick. Um, on sat on Sunday. This past Sunday, episode 131 of the Film Review Life Channel, uh, on the Film Review Life Channel, hashtag TFR Podcast Live, episode 131, we talked about a movie called The Sand Pebbles, right? And in researching The Sand Pebbles, it's a movie that came out in 1966, right, June 1966. It stars Steve McQueen, but it's about this gunboat that patrolled the river in China uh, because the United States was buffering between the nationalist and the communist. And as you go back and you research, and, and, and we go back on the show and we research and we go back back to 1913, Right, and then we move forward talking about how uh, the communists in in Russia were defeated. A different type of government came in. Then the communists came back and formed what would be considered the USSR. And what you find out is that though Russia has been around longer, quote unquote, than the United States, 
the government that they have is younger than the United States government. And what did we say that the United States government is? It is a republic that is a democracy with a federal government. So it's an experiment, but it's an experiment that has never teetered on falling off because uh, the people who run it have read and have a understanding, maybe even a middle standing of history. And so going back and uh, reading this, this comes in handy. Now, this is something that dates back to 1922 when the first uh, visions, the first thoughts of communism in China rose against the nationalists and from 1922 to 1949 there was a war going on even if sometimes it was cold but it was a war going on and finally uh, unfortunately or unfortunately depending on how you look at it the communist party won and now this is what we see in China today but you have to go back and research so when you see these connections, you have to go back and research it and say how and what and when and where did, how did this affect, how did the communism or communists affect American blacks? That's what you're looking for, okay? So let's bring this up real quick. So let's continue. So that gives you some context. Go back and listen to that and then come forward. That brings some context to uh, what it is. Are you calling in? Are you calling in, Tanya? Okay, okay, okay. Well, there's a number similar. So we're going to, we'll, we'll be right with you, 21617. All right, so look. All right, so let's go on. Let's continue with this. Okay, so she has started an alliance with a communist, a Chinese communist organization. The group says it gathers information about ways that policy affects how policy affects black communities to educate and challenge lawmakers. What did the group say that its purpose is? What's going on to stereo? Peace to my man D, he says. Peace to you also, stereo. Let's go back through this again. What did it say that it does? It gathers information about the way the policy affects black communities to educate and challenge lawmakers. What does that mean when they're saying that they're challenging? What did we say about the definition of Marxism? So I'm going to bring you in real quick, Tanya, to talk about it. What did we say about the definition of Marxism and what it studies, and it comes to the conclusion, only one conclusion, that what? Communism. So Marxist, Marxism is the study of how communism uh, would better affect us as far as industry, um, you know, employees, and how, how, you know, companies are structured, Workers and basically communism makes everything nobody owns their own stuff. It's all community. So you see the word community in communism, but it is more 
dictatorial uh, than it is uh, a democracy. So um, certain countries have been living like that a long time. And maybe totalitarian. We're going to go through some definitions tonight. Make sure you smash that share button, okay? Share this because we are going through some information that you need to know. Remember I said that I wrote Black Lives Matter's founders and said, has Black Lives Matter been co-opted? And it appears to me that it has because I didn't get a response, one. Two, I, I, I believe. I believe that it's been co-opted and, and the, the woman has gone on and done something that black people have traditionally done over time. Whenever something gets co-opted, we then begin to do something else. Like we had the Negro spiritual. It went to uh, gospel. Now, now you got a whole Caucasian movement that's trying to sing it like that. It's kind of co-opted, but we're holding on to that, right? Then you have rhythm and blues. Rhythm and blues was co-opted into rock and roll, and it was taken, and we moved on. We had jazz. Jazz was co-opted in the 90s, I mean, excuse me, in the 80s with Kenny G, and in late, late 80s, early 90s with Kenny G, we kind of moved on, but we have some straight-ahead artists like Wynton Marcellus and Joshua Redman, who is still, et cetera, et cetera, who are still pushing the straight-ahead jazz. Then we have hip-hop, right? And we learn from the history of things being co-opted and taken from us, and we have held on to hip-hop and kept it moving, and, and it's still going, and, and the radio plays the pop stars, but in our cars, we rock the real. So let's continue on. So this is my thing. This woman seems to have uh, let that be co-opted and has moved on to something else. On a page soliciting donations, the group is described as a fiscally, fiscally sponsored project of the Chinese Progressive Association. The Black Futures Lab didn't immediately respond to requests for comment on the partnership. Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Kohlers once described herself and Garza as trained Marxist. So again, what is a Marxist? A person who studies the effects of communism on the uh, excuse me capitalism on the society on the labor force etc cetera, etc cetera, and they come to the ultimate conclusion is no it's a no brainer for those who understand what marxism is that they're going to come to the conclusion that capitalism is bad and communalism uh communism is good let's keep reading we are super versed on sort of ideological uh, theologies, and I think that what we really try to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folk, Collier said in the interview with Jared Bell of the Real News Network, all right? So let me bring this up because it's small. Let me see. 
The Chinese Progressive Association describes itself as working to build collective power with other oppressed communities to demand better living and working conditions and justice for all people. Okay, so that's justice for all. They do a little democracy in there. But we know that traditionally Marxism was about the working class and the worker, right? That's what it was about. But then it soon turns into something else. So let's continue. But the group has ties to the People's Republic of China where there's been a history of mistreatment of black people. But the group has ties to the People's Republic of China where there has been a history of mistreatment of black people. We learned violence from you. Who is the you in this statement and what we're talking about today? Let's take this. uh, Let me bring this down real quick. We'll come back to it. We're going to take this phone call, see what's on this person's mind real quick. Come calling in from 216. Let me bring this up so you can see each one of us. And let me see. 216, you're on the line. Who are we speaking with? Hey, what's up, Crazy D? This your boy, Stereo. You know I had to chime in on this. Hey, what's going on, Stereo? What's on your mind? What's happening, man? Well, what, what, you know, let me start off by saying good morning to everybody, you know, who's listening and on the panel. But, um, you know, let me say this. First of all, we have to do research. People, you know, a lot of people don't take time out. They don't take the time out to research anything. They just come and they just talk about, you know, things with just, just from regurgitating what they heard. First of all, the whole Black Lives Matter movement from the beginning was invaded by the other side. They they came and they made it a, a um, thing. And then once it became Black Lives Matter, all kind of people start getting on the platform, homosexuals, um, um, you know, it came for, for gay people, for this and that. You know, I'm just naming that. But there's a lot of things that stood on that platform, which means that, you know, of course it then a lot of people didn't understand. It was a white man who essentially owned it. Just a black lady indoctrinated, and, and she's the face, like any other thing that they take over. You know, um, and I'm saying that to say this. You know, we our arms don't reach as far as China. They can, but most people don't know how to. So you know it had to be some kind of in, involvement with um infiltration of, you know, the other side. So my point being is people don't pay attention. They just, Black Lives Matter. Now everybody going crazy. Black Lives Matter. Everybody protesting. Everybody doing this and that. But the minute they say stimulus, check. Everything calm down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's sad, man. It's sad. You so, you so, and I hate to say it, but it's the truth. You show black people some money, everything is good. They forget the cause. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to say it. You know me, D. I ain't going to hold back. I'm going to say it. You know, That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Now you got a bunch of 30-day tags and LLCs rolling around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but from, also, from the government though, money. Also, though, <laughs> on the other side, on the other side, it's um, – 
it's the anarchists on the one side, on the uh, on the uh, liberal or the communist side, and then you have the accelerationists on the other side, which will be the alt right or the racist side. And neither one of them, when it, when when they're going to talk about reparations checks, both everything is going to stop, and both of those groups are going to come together and say, oh, there's right. nothing for you here, Negroes. So, I mean, exactly. when, we know through history, through his story, that teaming with somebody who says they're Marxist or, or they're communist or they're socialist has not bowled well because it's still a Caucasian-driven exactly. mindset where exactly. they want to still be on top, so you will not uh, succeed being aligned unless you just align with your each other and yourself. And that's what we're talking about. We learned right. violence from you. That title right there, right. Uh, Stereo, before I let you go, what do you think, who is the you in that title of our show today? We learned violence the- from you. <laughs> Hello? You there? That's the that's the that's the um that's the that's the end that's the end of the man. That's all they knew how to do because they would they would they would just just long story short, they was in the Caucasus Mountains. They have animal ways. So that's that's what we're talking about. At the end of the day, we are loving people. We are born that way. We forgive people even when we don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Even when they do us the worst. So so their whole movement is Oh my God! They, it's just like put it like this. Let me just say this real quick. I'm gonna try to be short. Dude. You know I'm long winded, but I'm gonna say this. <laughs> it's just like uh, a person who who literally talks behind your back, and then you come in the room weeks later, and they panicking. Oh shit! What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Excuse my French. But you know, at the end of the day, they know they did something wrong, so they work. They nervous as hell. They think they like, what are these people gonna do to us? We did so much dirt. But we thinking like, yo, man, we just want y'all to leave us alone. Like, we ain't retaliating. If we retaliate, it's going to be a problem. We just want y'all to leave us alone, dude. And at the end of the day, they so nervous and scared because they know they did wicked things. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so of course, they told us violence. We are loving people. We are loving culture. You know what I'm saying? They came over, and, and, and they began to sit with us and show us things we never seen before. We bought into that. You know what I'm saying? We bought into that. And once we bought into that, then they tricked us. So they, they, they're dirty and they're wicked-minded in the first place. Only thing I, I'm, I'm mad about my people is that we always want to fit into their thing. We always want them to accept us. We need to be the ones accepting them, man. We're the most powerful on the earth. You know what I'm saying? When that sun shine outside, it shine just for us. How how in the world special can you be that a big old big bright thing that's hot as hell shine just for you. Come on, we gods on this earth. They know it because very few things they bring against us can hurt us or kill us. So we need to be, they need to hope we accept them into what we're doing. But we're so brainwashed. And it's been so many years of being brainwashed that we feel like we need to be in part of what they're doing. We need to be accepted by them when they're really truly the minority and we're truly the majority and more powerful. Okay, so tell- Their biggest fear is us joining together. 
Okay, so tell them, tell them where they can reach you. Tell them about your radio, and then we're going to move on, Stereo. Okay. Well, you know, uh, I got Cleveland Radio 216, which is on 24 hours a day. Any artist that's artist, especially brand-new artists that's trying to come out and don't see any residuals from their art, you know, because it's hard to get in the system, we we charge only $100. You can play three of your songs. We have you in heavy rotation for a whole month for that $100. And you can see publishing checks. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, um, we got TMG, Transformers Music Group, Universal, um, CEO on that label. And um, it's a big label. We got Nisha Deshaun out right now. Um, Serious Prayer is crazy. We got um, Pull Up by um, Jerry Doe featuring your boy, Stereo the Hitman. We got... Uh, Everybody, man, um, T.I., Migos, everybody you can name. So Universal, we, we, we rock with um We bought the launch of brand new everything. Oh, matter of fact, something new real quick. Um, um, Tiffany Haddish, I'm doing some work with her right now for a new show that's coming out, um, little theme song and all that. You know, that's, that's, that's yet to be publicized, yet, so I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's going to be huge for the children. You know, teaching we actually – you just made new. Pardon me. You just made new here, right here on hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. We just made news because you okay. just dropped it anyway, so that hasn't been publicized. But it was publicized here first, people. That's right. a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. September twentieth, twenty twenty, on hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Stereo is producing the theme song for something that Tiffany Haddish is doing. This new that's going to be out there, and we're going to be hearing him blaze across the screen, all right? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And the artist is um, Zadiel Ariana, my little niece, um, and the song is going to be crazy. And, yeah, for my boy D, you got that, you got that, D, my man. You should get it first, no doubt. All right, so we're going to move on, but thanks for your call. Okay, thank you. All right, people, listen, uh, 213-943-3358, 213-943-3358, one more time, 213-943-3358, call in. When you call in, use your touch tone, technology created by a black woman to create the touch tone on your phone. Press 1, and we will know that you want to talk right, that you want to speak. Other than that, feel free to come in and just listen, but you press one on your dial tone, so people. So that was Stereo. He came in dropping some facts, right, dropping some information, and then you just go out and research because you have to get off that hamster wheel and be in that new mind state and not that mindset. Okay, so we've been through and we said that uh, the group is – sponsored by or is run by the People's Republic of China, right? So, recently there were reports of xenophobia against Africans living in, what is that, Gongzhou, Gongzhou, who were subject during the pandemic to random coronavirus testing or quarantine for 14 days in their homes despite having no symptoms or contact 
with known parties. That was from a CNN report, right? Now, the U.S. State Department issued an advisory in, in May noting that law enforcement in China had ordered bars and restaurants not to serve people who appear to be of African descent, right? Okay, so that is conflating. Now, this is conflating. That's conflating the African struggle with the American black situation, what she's doing with this uh, communist group. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Oh, I didn't ever put that up. It was so small. But anyway, let me put this up so you can see this last part here. Right. The U.S. consulate, uh, consulate general advisor uh, uh, advises general, the U.S. consulate general advises African-Americans uh, or those who believe Chinese officials may suspect them of having contact with nationalists of, of African countries to avoid the Gongdao metropolitan area until further notice, the advisory said. Now, that little part at the end of the article, what what does that have to do literally with the tea in China of what we're talking about, about this woman who is a self-proclaimed trained Marxist creating this organization? What does the Africans being forcibly removed from China and being treated like third-class citizens uh, have to do with what we're talking, what they were talking about in the article. What does that have to do with anything? As I'm concerned, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just the integration of more crap, and it's a distraction, just yet another distraction. At this point, um, I don't care nothing about her. I don't care nothing about her uh, associate. I mean, these are things we need to know. And uh, just to let you know, people, the information given here is is information you can't afford not to know, all right? But, you know, we need to know it but not focus on it because this individual, so she started a movement, and then she defected from the movement, co-opted the movement out, and she moved on to something else. It's almost like uh, a... What do you call it when a person is uh, floating? A floating operative. A floating operative. Drop a seed. Move on. Drop a seed. Move on. Drop something else. Move on. A floating operative. That is what that appears to be to me. That's her assignment, being a floating operative. Mm, And we're getting ready to get to some definitions. Make sure that you share this. Let your people know that we are on. Make sure that you get your notebooks and and take this information in because we are bringing you definitions tonight and information tonight. Okay, so we set so we have let you know about one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, Black Something Labs from out of China. I'm not going to even give it any time. But it's basically run by China. The first one is run by a Caucasian. This time, it's the this one is actually run by the Chinese. Where is the American Black Agency? 
where's the agency? Where's the person standing autonomous? Where's the organization that's standing autonomous away from influence from those who are about co-opting what we're doing to keep us stagnated and in this box? Where is it? Which gets us to the rubber hitting the road. Now, of course, another piece edited together by yours truly to bring this to full fruition. We're going to go through some 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 things, right? We're going to go through some things. We learned violence from you. Who is the you? Let, let, let's start. Let's start. Get ready, people. We're getting ready to take a roller coaster ride on this because we're going through some thought leaders. Remember, we always talk about, we always talk about that we have to get off the hamster wheel because the same things that we're saying then, we're still saying now, which means that we didn't do something right. We didn't follow through somewhere. And all the people who have sacrificed before to come to this time and we're in the same pickle, we're in the same mason jar that we were before, it is distressing. It is amazingly distressing. It is horrifyingly no words for it. So so let's go through this. Let's start. Let's start with uh, H. Rap Brown and move into some uh, Kwame Toure. Here we go. Black America would have us believe the greatest problem confronting this country today is not pollution and bad breath. (laughs) It's black people. It's black people. See, that's just one of the big lies that America tells you and that you go for because you chumps. You go for it. One of the lies that we tell ourselves is that we're making progress. We tend to equate progress with confessions. We can no longer make that mistake. You see, when they gave up that nigga astronaut, you say we were making progress, but I told you they were going to lose him in space. He didn't get that far. You put Adam Powell in office and you couldn't keep him. What do you think they're going to do with Thurgood Marshall when they get tired of him? They gave you Walter Washington of Washington, D.C., and you said we were making progress. That's not progress. See, it's no in-between. You're either free or you're a slave. There's no such thing as second-class citizenship. What a lot of you running around talking about you Democrats, and the Democrats got you in the biggest trick going. They tell you that they don't fault. It's the Dixocrats. No such thing as a Dixocrat. The only difference between George Wallace and Lyndon Johnson is one of them's wife got cancer. Okay, 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 hold on, hold on one second. Okay, okay, okay. So that's H. Rap Brown, right? If you don't know who H. Rap Brown is, you have to go on ahead and just do some research and catch up. Catch up, catch up, catch up, because we got we're moving here, we're moving here. So that's H. Rap Brown, and he's telling 
some uncomfortable truths. Now, this is in the 1960s. What year? What year are we in right now, Tanya? We are 40 years in. We're in 2020. Okay, we are in 20. This is 1960. He said they got rid of Colin Adam Clayton Powell. If you don't know who Adam Clayton Powell is and how Adam Clayton Powell found his end, you need to catch up and research. That's what you need to do. They talked about Thorogood Marshall, and he said, what will they do with Thorogood Marshall? He said, he said, what will they do? What will they do with Thorogood Marshall when they're through with him? What did they do with Thorogood Marshall? If you don't know who Thorogood Marshall is and where he sat and who took his place once they were tired of him, tired of his opinions, of his legal opinions, then you need to catch up. You need to catch up. You need to catch up. Let, let's uh, continue with this. Now, this right here is Kwame Torre, you know, uh, Bill Clinton at uh, John Lewis's funeral had the nerve to insult him and call him Stokely Carmichael. But this is Kwame Torre. As soon as he let go of his name and took his name that he wanted for himself, he became Kwame Ture, and that's who he is. So let's let's go ahead and play this real quick. This is very important. Listen to this. Share this. This is very important. This is what we talk about. This is 1960. We're in 2020. We have passed many different decades, and we have not we have not got to this simple simple. Mind state, it's just the simplest, the building block of everything that we talk about is right here in these words that uh, Kwame Ture says right now. So let's listen. We must begin to develop, number one, and this is the most important thing we can do as a people. We must first develop an undying love for our people, our people. If we do not do that, we will be wiped out. We must develop an undying love for our people. Our slogan will become, first, our people, then, and only then, me and you as individuals. Our people first. Our people first. Okay. Our people, our people first, right? Great words to live by. Individualism second, right? So these are our foundation blocks that are put down. Like when I when I do anything, I think about my people. Everything I've ever done has always been a way to build economics for my people. When my people, sometimes, sometimes, I don't sometimes, sometimes, when my people worked with me, 
they only worked because they couldn't get the opportunity to be seen by the Caucasian. And once they were seen by the Caucasian, they said, thank you. That is not the principle, right? That is not the principle. The principles, the main building block of the principle is to work, to achieve, to bring forth something that is American black created, funded, directed, sponsored, organized, mobilized. And this is what this is. And as long as we feel that we cannot do that, as long as we keep on having a feeling, see, feeling is is an emotion. You have to be a critical thinker. And when you become a critical thinker, you come off of that emotional hamster wheel, that mindset, and you get to your mind state. So often, I often say, we talk, I come from Cleveland, Ohio, and I often say we love to hate what we love. We love to hate what we love. Tupac, they love Tupac. When he first came out, with, I get around, he was snapping his ankles. At the, at the uh, trilogy, they were snapping his ankles with the little uh, towels that Digital Underground threw out. But when he died, Cleveland cried like a baby. And they rocked his music all the way through his short life, 25, just a baby. Right? They rocked his music, but they love to hate what they love. And that's why I say love or hate is all love to me because I have an undying Love for my people. When people talk about old blacks for this and blacks for that, I automatically turn around and show you where this comes from and that you should have a love for your people. And down the China is trying to call the Corning Ware white. Let's continue on. <laughs> Let's continue on. This is H. Rap Brown expounding upon collectivism versus individualism. See, this isn't communism or or fascism or or liberalism or it's collectivism working together to to have something of your own, not communal, but working communally so that you can have as a whole in a community. Let's go. Black people can no longer talk about I. The whole individual thing has to be thrown out. This is, you know, one thing that college students have to understand because most of the cats who come down talking about I got my stuff together, these cats are coming out of college. You have to understand that, you know, you, if you're speaking, you have to be speaking for a struggle. You cannot be talking for yourself because I know what's going to happen if you get caught out there by yourself. Mayor Tom Dinkinson, you have a responsibility to do something about the racial tension in this city. It's bad for business. Yes, our community is equally terrorized by these youths roaming around the street in a My wife came from Central Park anymore. The police department does nothing about it. These black wild youths rapists been running wild. Mayor. I listen to all of your concerns, and you know something? You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I'll call the police and the National Guard first thing in the morning. That's not soon enough. If you have something to say, repeat 
officers who killed a black man. That is the reality of what we're dealing with. This is not just a few cops doing things across the country. This is not a good cop versus bad cop situation. This is Ahmaud Arbery being shot down by white men on the streets of Georgia. Breonna Taylor being killed in her home. This is in New York City where we were until freedom. We were just in New York fighting the police officers who, in the name of social distancing, were damn near killing black young people on our streets. Okay, okay. So let me hold up for a minute. That is Tamika Mallory. And before Tamika Mallory, that was Sister Soldier, right? What happened, the crack era came in, while we're talking about who you're going to vote for. Are you going to vote for Biden, 100 to 1, and then three strikes? Or are you going to vote Republican, and the Republican, the mastermind, even though his mind was leaving him? And maybe his mind leaving him is the same reason, in my opinion, that Biden's mind is leaving him, because all the dirt that they did to American black people, the mastermind of bringing in uh, cocaine to be turned into ready rock to be sold in the streets, in the neighborhoods, American black neighborhoods, to fund a war to try to get uh, the Guatemalan dude out of office. The iron. Iran is supposed to be a sworn enemy of the United States. They're selling, they're getting weapons for them and paying the money through the crack sales because the CIA and the government would not fund, Congress would not fund them doing it, so they found another way. And they put the drugs in, then uh, used the money to pay them to get arms to give to the Contras, which was a failed, uh, failed thing. By the way, two one three nine four three thirty three fifty eight. What happened then? Hundreds of one prison wiping males off the street. At the same time, hundred and one, the men who were selling were making black women strawberries. And what were people like Sister Soldier and Tamika Mallory now in this time? Sister Soldier back in that time, what were they doing? They were fighting for the release of black men. It's emotional. Let me get me It's emotional. They're sitting there fighting for men who many times don't even give a fuck. Don't give a fuck to be honorable to the women, and they still fighting. It's, it's emotional. It's emotional. Still fighting. The men didn't care. Black men not cared about the women. The women out there still fighting. Men wiped up off the street. Men turned into worse than strawberries inside the prison system. Men coming back irresponsible, men acting irresponsible before, thinking they could live a high life, thinking they wanted to be like the lifestyles of the rich and famous, wanted to go out there and have every kind of exotic woman when the black woman is the 
best woman on the planet, the American black woman in particular, and you would sit up there and you would trade off them, and they are still fighting. It's emotional. It's an emotional thing. Still fighting for us to be free. And because they took a majority of people, my friends, away, why would I vote for that nigga? Why would I vote for that nigga? Why would you vote for that nigga and you and you know the facts? Why would you vote? It's crazy. It's crazy. Why would you vote? They took your friends away. If you didn't sell and you went the college route like I did, but you saw your friends leave, you saw the connection and the gelling of the community be destroyed. Are you going to vote for this guy because you are scared of the other racist guy? And racism didn't start. That's what we keep telling you. Racism didn't start with him, and it didn't end with him, but we damn sure know that the guy that you want to vote for as a Democrat, Coon, is the one that put your people and destroyed the black community. And what are these people doing? It had to turn from H. Rap Brown, Martin Luther King, uh, Thurgood Marshall speaking, uh, Kwame Ture. It had to turn from that to women. Black women have to step in where we can't be. It's disgusting. It's, it's emotional. When I cut this piece together, I was like, I got to keep this together because this is emotional. This is crazy. And it's anger. It's anger. I'm angry. they still doing it. Still doing it. And we're doing, and we as a group of men, not all, because it's, but there's not enough that will stand up and say we are about American black and you owe us because you tried to destroy a people who built this for you, who built it for you for free, and all we want is ours now, and you won't give it to us. You're coming up with all kinds of shit to try to keep us from having it. So it's emotional, man. Let's let's continue. So I, w- I was like, where is the voice like Sister Soldier? Sister Soldier. And as soon as Bill Clinton said something about Sister Soldier, the uh, the black activism rejected her because it was male chauvinism. The men wanted to keep doing it from the 60s when they really didn't realize that behind all the movements in the 60s were black women that were organizing and saying at that time, Black men had to be up front because it was a patriarchal patriarchal society. And they didn't know that the papers and all that. If you watch Malcolm X, who was there, the secretary and his undersecretary creating the papers, that was a woman and a man, but the woman was the one typing up the speeches from who was there? The black woman. And so they as soon as Bill Clinton, Mr. First black president playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall, old people loved him. As soon as he said something about some social people a banner, I say I apologize. I said it on uh, TFR Podcast Live on an episode about a year and a half ago. I said we apologize to Sister Soldier because we left you out there. And you and you wrote songs about being there for the black man and the black man wasn't there for you and I am Sorely, sorry, not something that I did. 
because I've always been about the uplifting. My stories, my films are about the upliftment of black women and black women overcoming, because I know the nation is only as strong as this woman. So let's continue on. There's a coordinated activity happening across this nation, and so we are in a state of emergency. We are at war. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. We're, they're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. <laughs> Boom, 
We're going to push this and accelerate this to make the Congress move on House Bill H.R. 40. They could have easily done that. So here we are, people. Here we are. Martin Luther King is telling you this, right? Now we have the women stepping up where the men are absent. And Sister Soldier's song produced by Terminator X, a public enemy, Buck Wilden, told you what it was. That's back in the 8990. See how this see how you extrapolate out 1960, 1990, 2010. We were coming around to being fooled. We were in the middle of being fooled. But it's 2020. 60, 90, 2020. You just extrapolate out that far, and you look at it. We we can go back even further. We go back to the 1920s and extrapolate out and talk about what W.E.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, and Marcus Garvey were talking about. And we have not done any of those principles as a mass whole, and that is why, that is why we're sitting here on this hamster wheel, constantly having to hear the same things repeated because we do not take the time to just research. The main thing, the biggest move that American blacks could make towards being made whole was to say as a mass group that we're not voting for you, we're not voting for you until we get reparations on the table. And until reparations is talked about and actually start, checks start actually getting cut, we're not doing anything. Because quiet as kept, the Mexicans ain't going to be able to do it for you. The Latinos aren't going to be able to do it for you. They have never experienced what American blacks had to experience. They don't have a backbone in the fortitude, in the testicular fortitude. Now, they can be ignorant and do ignorant, racist shit, but that doesn't make them strong. That just makes them part of the system. Go ahead. This, um, you know, everything that you just expressed, and as a black woman who is strong for black men, I want to give another side of that coin. So those sisters, that sister uh, or sister soldier, she wound up re- not necessarily retiring, but she retreated back into, she's doing her thing in her community. She's got a fully operational, she's got some things going on in her community where she is providing, you know, uh, insights and and making provision for people who want to want to get the provision, who want to learn, or who want to level up. So she's still doing something. She never stopped being active in the community. And then this young lady here, uh, Tamika Mallory, she is uh, she's she's strong, direct strong. But I want for people to understand that the the emotions that my brother just displayed it it is what we feel all the time as a strong black woman, when you see people going down a wrong road, especially with the men, because it's your, your task with the responsibility of being the protector, the overseer, the one that's able to give direction, and consequently, because that's not happening, for us stronger women, 
listen, you know, we get a bad rap because it's like, well, you know, y'all have a problem with submission and stuff. No, no, not at all. You have to give us something to submit to, though. If you're not standing in your position, then I'm not going to go down with the ship. I got to keep the ship floating. I can't go down with the ship when I know that, you know, most a lot of our women have children. They got to raise those kids. They got to they don't have time to take a break. They don't have time to have a mental breakdown. They don't have time to make a bunch of bad decisions that leave their kids out there abandoned. So they got to they got to toe the line, whether y'all toe the line or not. But our desire is for things to be in God's divine order. That was God's divine order. We are to help mates. So that means that something got to be happening that we have to help. But when we have to step in the position of being the person when the, the roles are switched and the man becomes a helpmate because he's pulling up the rear because he's been jelly back or whatever he's been, that's put us in a that's put us in a difficult, very difficult position. So it causes many of us to have to um you know, take on a semi-masculine persona because what you're going against is the you're going against the system that's comprised of men. So it causes us to have to be, you know, it causes us to have to raise up like that, you know, and it's not a good position to be in. And they have systematically torn down our family. They systematically, when they got the minds of our men, they tore us apart. And so that's where the emotions come from, where the women got to stand up and be half a man. You got to be a whole woman and half a man to try to toe this line and try to speak for you guys and, and undergird you guys and push you back up and pull you out of that that low place and then push pull you out of there, push you up, and then hold you up there. Now, part of that we were going to do anyway. Part of that was by design, but we're working overtime because y'all are out of position, and we allowed them to do that. So here we are today. We saw videos from H. Rap Brown. We saw videos from Kwame Touré. Touré. We uh, heard of, you know, we're going. I'm going to investigate what happened to Adam Clayton Powell and Thurgood Marshall. And here's where we go. Wherever we go, no matter how up the line that we go, there's always some crap. There's some bull crap. No matter how far we go up the line. So at this point, you, this is the point of no return. I, like I said a couple of episodes ago, what the decisions we make now is setting the course of history and setting the line for our generations to follow after us. What are we going to do? Um, for you comfort comfort uh, hogs, a comfort horse, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sit in your comfort zone? Because, uh, listen, when the, well, like I said yesterday, when the stuff hits the fan and it becomes, you know, these, these niggers are getting a little uppity, who do they think they are? You're going to be included in that number. And no matter who you done rub shoulders with or they're going to be looking at you sideways, uh, can we trust them? And then in order for you to prove yourselves, you're going to have to basically bend over and grab your ankles figuratively because you're going to have to say, I will take it like you want to give it to me. Just don't take my, my comforts away. Just don't take my house.
talking about uh what is who is being referred when i hear the word we okay wait a minute now uh uh, uh let, let's break down let's let's go back now when you say who is he you're talking about the title of the program today no when the gentleman was making reference to if we do this or if we so who is he referring to okay what part uh, what part are you talking about? One of the video presentations or something that? No, the gentleman trained. just got through talking. Is that a video? Okay, just uh, that would be me that just finished talking before. What do you mean by we? When you say we, uh, it's usually a collective whole of a group of people. Yeah, but he, whoever was talking, and I don't know if you was playing a video or not. I kind of came in. Uh, about five minutes ago, <clears throat> but he had made okay. reference that only if we did this or we done that. Oh, okay, so you came in a few minutes later. This is Mr. P, right? How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, good. Can't can't complain. Can't complain today. Okay. Um. Okay. You came in just a few minutes ago, so we were talking about the hamster wheel. Being on the hamster wheel and being in the mind. Oh, yeah, the hamster wheel. That's right. Yeah. Right. So so get off the hamster wheel and get into a mind state where you go and you investigate and you find the information to then bring about facts that you can then create your own mind state. Get off the hamster wheel of constantly talking about what happened, uh, what's happening in the past and thinking that nothing has changed, get off the hamster wheel and create and follow through on some of the things that you learned from the past. Finally follow through so as a whole group of people, we can overcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was going good, but, you know, in reality, it's not going to be a whole group of people. It's only going to be some. I'm sure that you would agree to that. Everybody is, we would say everybody, and I assume you're talking about blacks or African Americans. They all are not in the same predicament. Some are doing a lot not. And then again, you got some that's, uh, everybody can't hit three point shots. 
that goes out there on the court. That's just the way it is. No matter how long you practice, how long you try at it, that's just the way it is. Okay, yeah. You know, you, I, 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 agree with, I agree with that point that everybody won't get. That's why that the American government, because we've been talking about reparations for the last couple of days, reparations then, reparations now, reparations the future, that when reparations are finally paid, then you get to uh, uh, equity to, to an equal standing point. Then from there, when you are reimbursed for your free labor, in between time, the lynching, the murders, the nadir, the segregation, et cetera, et cetera, uh, uh, going in and having the back door deals in 1867-68, which then turned the land back over to the Caucasian slave owners where it was supposed to be reconstruction, where black people were supposed to be paid reparations then. So the price tag keeps going up. Once that uh, five hundred trillion is paid, and everyone gets a check in every month, and then we can start talking about doing something else. But until then, of course, there's going to be people that are less industrious. But you're in a system that was built to make you nothing more than a worker and a free laborer at that. Well, you know that uh, there's records and even accounting of black businesses from 1600 through 1865 that was doing Bhutu and prosperous business. So apparently somebody was, like we may mention earlier, some will and some won't. So somebody was doing some good things. And you may, uh, when you're talking about reparation, you've got that spread over a lot of entities. You got general people, you got local governments, you may have state governments. You know, the federal government never owned any slaves and never profited from slavery. But because of the fact that it was a state's rights issue and we needed the federal government to step in and the federal government fell short on their promises, they have to pay state government has to pay, local government, municipalities, the Creoles in Louisiana have to pay, the Africans who who owned slaves themselves, who sold slaves to various Europeans out of the different countries out the Central and West Africa, they have to pay. But right now we're talking about Yeah, but about how are you gonna get all those people to get on the same on the same table? Well well actually the different like the Jamaicans, the the uh, Haitians, the different ones, the uh, Barbados, Trinidad, Barbados, all those people are going out and they are calling for reparations against England. So they're fighting their fight. American blacks fight their fight. Then when we get into the mid-Atlantic, transatlantic, where it had to do with the Africans, then the various people, because only 388,000 Africans actually landed here on the shore. That means that there were more people here that were amalgamated into the term Negro and colored, which means that the land was stolen from them when all they did was give a helping hand. And so, all right, let me ask you a question. Now, those people that was here, 
mm-hmm. where is the proof that they gave someone in the future the right to adjudicate for them? Listen, man. Care if they gave the right for them to be. <laughs> That's what the court said. Wait, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. I don't care if they gave the right for them to be adjudicated in the courts of law in modern time today. They were a people. My people stretch back that far because I know about my great grandmother who was considered an Indian and not an Indian that was uh, was a, a black person that was owned by Indians yeah. actually traced back to Indian people that were here before the Mongoloids came over 15,000 years ago and took on the on what yeah, but 15,000 years ago this there was no United States but on that question uh, well, uh, when no, no. when we you had to, people tried to, to sue railroads now, now look we're not going to get in an argument we're going to be talking and no, I've been experienced with this for a long time now let me say this in the last court case that was held in a federal court, I think it was the Ninth Circuit, the court asked those who brought the lawsuit were trying to sue insurance company, railroads, and so on, so on, so on. Okay, the courts asked their attorneys, where is the proof that these people then, one, didn't get paid, two, that it was profitable for whoever owned them, and three, that they uh, they bestowed upon a future, the right to adjudicate for them. That's what the court says. Okay. And what I'm saying to you, All right. okay. So, that, so no study that. Let me, Let me respond. Let me respond. So that is, uh, that is court, that is uh, court law, or I forget the term for it, but that, that, that is what that is. So then that means the next set of lawyers that are coming up, will come with the answer to that. It's just like going to the Supreme Court and the judges ask you questions and you have to come up with the best argument to adjudicate and possibly win the case. So if they, I don't know if they, did they win or did they lose? Well, the court was lost. The, the, the case was lost. It was without, judic- okay. without prejudice. It was decided okay. without prejudice. But some okay. things without- th- that they left open, well, well listen, I tell you what, you study it. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, I don't want to argue. You go ahead and study it. Listen, sir, sir, please, 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 study that so that we we would be we would be on the same table. I mean, you need to study that case. You can see it on the internet. Okay, okay, right. I'm not arguing the case with you. I said that they lost it. And they and they they did it without prejudice, which means they left the door open for them to, to go and do more case law, more research to then bring the case back again because they they lost it and they were judged without prejudice, which means that they can come back and bring it again. And so that's yeah, what that means. Uh, uh, some some portion of it they did allow that, but other portions right. of so it's been not, closed. So, so right, so that's not a that's not a total loss. So I'm not arguing about that. You know what I'm saying? It's lost because of the. It's basically lost because the time period is ran out. Also, well, if, if, if that's because that's let me let me let me say this. That is because, and we can go around in this circle because this is like a hamster wheel too. We're not going to go around in this circle, but it's like 
anytime people can pass and arbitrarily pass laws and say that this is the time limit on this, we're living in the United States of America where people can put an arbitrary time and say that this is the limit, this is the statute of limitations. That's the statute of limitation. absolutely right. right, right. It applies for both the plaintiff and the defendant. Right. So this this is what I'm saying. So we're not going to get anywhere, but the main point is that Reparations has to be paid, man. And, and this, yeah, but who? But the question is, who's going to pay it and for why? Slavery was not illegal. The United States, but it was once it was made illegal. The United States did not. The United States federal government did not follow through with what they said they were going to do, which puts them. And what the, was what was that? I'm curious. What did they? What did you pick well, up that well, they well, said well, that they were going to do that they didn't well, the do? Outlining for the outlining states, the coastal states were supposed to be 40 acres and a mule. The, the uh, black people were supposed to be made whole, be made citizens, and so far. The 13th Blacks Amendment. were citizens. This, that's no, where the 14th Amendment came into existence. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got that. 13th Amendment, no more prison unless duly convicted. It's a flip on the language so that they could find a loophole so they could put you back in prison. That's what the people did. It's disingenuous, so that would come on the state level. They got to pay for all of that. They got now, to pay on for 40 the acres in view, yeah. On forty acres of a mule, that was that was associated with four hundred thousand acres, and the idea that to Comey Sherman, Sherman really didn't have no authority to do that. That would have to come by Congress, but he made that statement. That would include only ten thousand people at the forty thousand, uh, well, let's see, forty acres of each. The land involved was totaled about four hundred thousand acres. So if you do the math, you're talking about 10,000 people that would have benefited okay. from that. Okay, I said that's the outline in coastal. So you're going into more deep facts. No, I'm, I just, I'm going I what just, Sherman I, said. I, I, I know. I just skimmed the surface and said that, but the main point is 10,000 people would have had land, and they would have been industrious. So yeah, but what I'm saying is that Sherman didn't have – Sherman was not Congress okay. – Andrew Jackson came and Andrew Jackson came and dispelled it. Now you can't say Andrew. You know, listen. Can I say what I gotta say? Andrew Jackson was up there in Florida killing the Creoles. So I mean, that's that's nothing. But thank you, Do you know that? Do you know that blacks fought with Andrew Jackson too? Okay, there, there, blacks fought on both sides, kind of like today. If no, I'm not talking the Civil War. I'm not no, talking the no, no, Civil War. He fought no, with no, Andrew Jackson. No, they fought no, with Andrew Jackson with guns and so all, forth against the British in 1813 through 1815. So he wasn't he wasn't a bad person that everybody make him out to be. But anyway, we I still mean, got to get back to the point. Of what is the harm? What was the crime that was done? Slavery was okay. was legal. You're trying to filibuster, and I'm just trying to close this point down and move on because what you is actually in this presentation that I have, which answers your question. No, I'm perfectly. just asking questions. All right, you're answering questions, and I'm telling you, you asked a question, and I said that the presentation has the answer right there in it, and we're going to get to it. But the main point is. All right, well, I'm going to continue listening to the presentation. 
I'll continue to listen to the presentation. If I got a question, I'll call back me and ask you to, to further explain because I don't know everything. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Okay, so let, let me say this about Mr. T, right, or, or about his assertions. Black people have fought on both sides because it's the same thing that we've been talking about. Oh, if we just go over here, it'll be okay. It wasn't okay because they was racist. Oh, if we just go over here, it's going to be okay. Oh, no, it's going to be racist. And we're not talking about just the Civil War. We're talking about the Revolutionary War where, um, where black slaves got their freedom and were moved to the ones who fought for the British who lost the war were moved to Nova Scotia. So blacks have always tried to find their way with the imperial white or the nationalist white or the uh, arsonist white or the uh, whatever kind of white they they always tried to find a way, and that is what we are saying. He makes my point perfectly for me that we have always done that, and for once, we need to be all about ourselves. Even if we want to be contrary, stick. Just stick. That's all we need to do. All we need is some cohesiveness. That's all. That's all we're saying. I mean, all that about history, yes, history is good. It's good to know history. And, yes, it's good. And I like the banner back and forth with Mr. P. You know, he seemed a little offset today because we've got such a good signal. We can talk like we're talking in front of each other so we can go back and forth like people do when they talk. But it's not a debate because it's not going to change my mind. My mind is we got to stick or else the generations afterwards are going to pay. Even the ones who are rich, who are well off, they're going to have to pay because they're going to say, oh, we don't need you as tokens no more, nigga. So you can go on now. We've done the job we needed to do. So let's go on with what with, with the presentation. Thanks to Mr. P. Where was Anarchists are trying to do, 
or the accelerationists are trying to do on the hard right or the hard left, the anarchists want to topple the state. And when the state is toppled, guess what, American black people? You don't have anything coming. So let's continue on with what she's saying here. That's my issue with that. As long as we're focusing on what they're doing, we're not focusing on why they're doing it. And some people are like, well, those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening. Those are people who just want to get stuff. Okay, well then, let's go with that. Let's say that's what it is. Let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. But they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get, is that in that moment when the riots happen and they present an opportunity of looting, that's their only opportunity to get it. We need to be questioning that why. Why are people that poor? Why are people that broke? Why are people that that food insecure, that clothing insecure, that they feel like they're only shot? You are paying instigators to be among our people out there, throwing rocks, breaking windows, and burning down buildings. And so young people are responding to that. They are enraged, and there's an easy way to stop it. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them. Not just here in Minneapolis. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being I didn't comment when 
Mr. P said that about there were plenty of people who had businesses. The businesses were fucking burned to the ground. Self-sustaining businesses. Tulsa, Oklahoma were the first ones to reach out to China to do commerce with China. After that collapsed, Caucasians stepped in and took that, and now this whole thing with China and the United States is something that the the United States government took over, federal government. That was an American black town. That been an American black city that had commerce and exchange internationally. Don't tell me about anything about how successful people are when every single turn that we went to, they found a way to destroy it. And still today, those who are athletes, they find a way to dirty them up in the end. Those who are entertainers, they find a way to dirty them up in the end. Those who are successful business people, they find a way to dirty them up in the end. And if you don't fall down, and and even if you fall down, be like, oh, I'm just a good Negro. I'm not going to cause no trouble. I'm going to be anti-black stuff as an American black. They still find a way to get you, and they're going to get you. They're going to get you. That's why it's reparations now. Reparations, reparations then, reparations now, reparations the future. No vote. Because the man, the man ain't no worse than what you would put in there. And I'm telling you, it's getting ready to go to town and Biden getting there. A lot of shit shutting down, a lot of immigrants coming in, a lot of shit shutting down, a lot of immigrants coming in. Taking your job, your work, you think that you five a Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 company worker, just a worker, not an owner, you think you own something, those immigrants will be owning your shit. That's real talk. So miss me with all that. The facts are out there. We can twist them around any kind of way, but they destroy. I put the 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 production and the editing work superior on my part. I'm going to take my credit because the way you think and you make things tell the story, that's me, baby. I'm cold at it. You want, you want something like that? Come get with me. I'll make sure that your movement stays beyond your lifetime and stay in infinity circle, right? So let's continue. She says it. I put the Black Massacre, all the different cities around in the years right there in that Meme, I put it right in there. Come on now. Come on. For that 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them, and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit, and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like, the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your car. They burn your monopoly money. And then, finally, at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now, at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you 
We're dropping information on you. We're dropping information, and it's for you to take that information and use it to the best of your ability, right, to the best of your ability to get where your your natural ability can get you without there being stumbling blocks to knock you back down. That's really what American black people are saying. Let's go over some quick definitions here because people have to have definitions to know what's going on. We learn violence from you. I believe that 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 has been answered. Tamika Mallory answered that for us in the presentation that I edited up. Again, if you want presentations, if you want presentations that leave you leave your message and your purpose well beyond your time on this planet, it will leave you in perpetuity circle. Contact me. I put it together for you. For sure. That's on real. That's real. Contact me. Let's 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 continue on with this now. Violence. What is violence? See, there's certain definitions that we need to have and we need to know. What is violence? Behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. Secondary. Uh, strength of emotion or an unpleasant or destructive natural force in law. The unlawful experience, uh, exercise of physical force or intimidation by the ex- exhibition of such force. Seven types of violence. Economic. I think that we've seen that. Political and institutional. We've seen that. Sexual or gender violence. We've seen that. Cultural. We've seen that. Religious. We've seen that. We've seen people on the cyber Net bullying people and information, constantly having information has to do with the media, constantly putting images up of black men being beat up by police officers. That's informational violence, which is a sight guy. It's, 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 it's in your sight line, okay? And, and you're being affected by it, infected and affected by it. Now, Let's go on, because we have to know these definitions. You have to know these definitions. Pay agitator, outside agitator, or better known as agent provocateur, is a person who commits or who acts to entice another person to commit a an illegal or, uh-oh, illegal, I mistyped that, or... Rash, that's the way I, I switched it around. Or rash act or falsely implicate them in partaking in an illegal act so as to ruin the reputation or entice legal action against the person or group they belong to. They will target any group such as a peaceful protest or demonstration, a union, a political party, or a company. And in jurisdictions in which conspiracy is a serious crime in itself, it can be 
sufficient for the agent provocateur to entrap the target into discussing and planning an illegal act not necessary for act to be carried out or to be considered a conspiracy, right? So you got them when you're out there protesting and these people are coming up and, you know, I'm already looking side-eye. I'm looking side-eye. Like, if if I don't know you, I've never seen you, and I'm looking side-eye, and you coming up and telling me things that uh, just don't make no sense, I'm walking away from you. I'm not even discussing that with you because who are you? Okay. So we talked about entrapping, but what is entrapment? The state of being caught in or as in a trap secondary. The action of tricking someone into committing a crime in order to secure their prosecution. That, that secondary definition is where we are most focused on in this discussion on episode 20 of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live Observation. Conspiracy. What is a conspiracy? A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Secondary. The action of plotting or conspiring. Target. What is a target? a person, object, or place selected at the aim of an attack. Verb, select as an object of attention or attack. Unlawful, what is unlawful? Not conforming to, permitted by, or recognized by law or order, right? And we're going to talk about what law and order is in the next episode, right? In a few future episodes. Don't have to be next episode, but we're going to get to it as we formulate these. Now, what is the difference between unlawful and illegal? Let's go over unlawful again. Unlawful, not conforming to, permitted by, or recognized by law or or rules. Let me bring that up so you can see it, right? Illegal, contrary to or pro or forbidden, forbidden. I put a T there. Forbidden by law, especially criminal law. Criminal law. What is it? A system of law concerned with the punishment of those who commit crimes. Secondary deals with behavior that is or can be construed as an offense against the public, society, or the state. Remember the state. Even if the immediate victim is an individual. Example, murder, assault, theft, and drunken driving. Murder, assault, theft. Murder, assault, theft. Construed as offense against the public, society, or the state, even if the uh, immediate victim is an individual. This is where we uh, need to be sticking and looking at, right? So, people, those are just some definitions, right, that we we need to run across to you. Um, This has been a robust show. This has been a robust show. The presentation came off better than I even thought it would. 
You know what I mean? We even got a phone call out of it. It's very, uh, very good. So, people, we learned it from you, these anarchists, these liberals, these conservatives, these accelerationists, these these Marxists, these such and such. I'm this, I'm that. But when it comes to when it's time for American blacks to stand up, even if you standing in standing in your place and not making an uproar and just trying to get along, they are going to come for you. It's unfortunate. It's just the way it is. So I'd rather be uh, outspoken and speak out about it than to be one who does nothing and still you get the same you get the same uh, result from uh, doing nothing, basically, right? So we've got uh, 10 minutes uh, close out. You know, once again, you guys have heard me say this before, and it bears repeating. It is not merely the truth that sets one free or makes one free. One scripture says sets one. Another one says makes one. Those two different words have a distinct meaning, so that means that you are involved in the process of your own freedom. And it is the comprehension, acceptance, and implementation of truth that makes one free or sets one free. Um, we talked about in some of these definitions, came up there was a word entrapment. That's where you would be set free from something you're entrapped in, but making one free is when you evolve into freedom by the acceptance of the things that are put before you as truth. How can you see things over and over again and still be argumentative against what you see? That's like seeing D and I on that show and you say his hair is green and mine is orange. And no matter how many other people tell you, no, his hair is brown, and hers is, you know, her extra is blonde, you know, but you're going to still say his hair is green. No, no, no. Can't you see it? His hair is green and hers is orange. That is, and this is a running joke with us, but it's very serious. That means you need a dose of fanat. That's what that means. That means something is going to ride in your brain. Your neurons are not transmitting. Something is not when you see something going and you you put yourself in denial, you know what that is? That's that that in itself proves that you've been abused. You're a victim of abuse. When you keep going into denial and you're in love with your captors, that's called Stockholm syndrome. So you are you you have some issue that you need to get help for and one of it is gonna start anything you need is gonna start within you. Not on the outside, on the inside to get things done. You have to stand up, and we need, in particular, our black men to stand up and make the choices that are going to be um, beneficial to us as a people and stop making women be y'all and then call us, uh, 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 you know, accuse us of being liking the same sex and all that stuff because we're strong. No, we have. We're strong because we have to be strong. We're strong because we're not going to be jelly back. We're strong because we're not going to fall down in the middle of this. That's what that is. That's what that is. We're strong because we don't have a choice. Now, what you got to ask yourself is why your woman has to be so strong 
and you acting jelly back, trying to make an excuse and make and make it a problem because she's strong. Her strength is actually to your good. Her strength, her strength is to your good. It's for you. It was to help you meet and help you meet the, the, the goal that you were given, the responsibility you were given by God at the beginning. That's what our strength is for. So that means you're supposed to be that much stronger than us. All right? So this has been a robust show. I, I just, as we go from day to day, but I want you all to understand this agenda, that all of this stuff is coming down to a couple of things. you got a couple of agendas. Keep us suppressed and oppressed. And then you have a clear pedophilia agenda here, and you have a, a pedophilic agenda and an oppressing agenda by narcissists. And so these are the people who say, "Well, you know, how come you just can't get up and do this? You're just lazy. You're not. You're just sitting there complaining, complaining, wah wah wah, complain, complain, complain." But while you have everything and never have had the experience of not having anything. And to the blacks who have adopted that mindset, you are sorely deceived. You are grossly deceived. You are deceived. And so we're at a crossroad, and we don't have any choices but to make a strong statement. The statement is no reparations, and not watering down the amount either, because y'all find money for everything else. You're going to find money for these immigrants because you're taking it from us. And you're preferring them over us. So either no reparations or no vote ever again. Never see another vote for me until this mission is accomplished. Never see another vote. And for those of you smart behind people who say, well, you're just one person. No, you don't understand who I am. I'm on a campaign to make it more than just me and my brother who are on that. So that's all I got to say for today. But y'all better wake up because you're, you're not even just sleep. You're in a coma. In a coma. All right, people. So don't forget, you can hear the replays of hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. That's hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB on Apple Podcasts. That's right. You just go to Apple Podcasts or go to Google or your search engine and search Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB on Apple Podcast and it will come up. Listen, people, this has been a robust show. Make sure you go over to the Film Review Live channel, the Film Review Live channel on YouTube. Smash the subscribe button and click the bell so you will have notifications so that, you know, you'll know when we come on live. We'd like to thank everyone who called in today. You know, that we had two calls today. Excellent, right? We'd like to thank uh, everyone who has listened in. Make sure that you share this and share this to your friends because we dropped a lot of information, 11 through 20 now, a lot of information, 10 through 1. We were starting out, but there's a lot of information there that is the foundation building block to what we're doing now, 11 through 20. Make sure you watch the Film Review Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast every Sunday. That is hashtag TFR Podcast Live every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. 
8.30 p.m. Eastern on the Film Review Live channel. Make sure that you subscribe and you hear us weekday mornings, Monday through Friday, from 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on a two-hour show. We take phone calls. We like to hear from the people, and we break down definitions of words because people need to know what's going on out there. Go back there. Be armed with information so when people are talking to you, you can't easily be swayed. We need you off the hamster wheel. We need you off the hamster wheel, out of that mindset. Anybody who tries to put somebody into a mindset that you need to wear a suit, a tie, you need to to pull your pants up, it was never about that. If they put you in a mindset to do that, to be a good Negro, they are making you a coon. We need you to have a mind state so that you're able to take information analyze it, catch information, analyze it, and be able to shoot. Catch information, analyze it, be able to shoot so that you can be successful, so you won't be falling into those traps, won't fall into entrapment. We gave you the definition. So, people, this has been another great, robust episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live observations by Crazy D with my guest host, my sister Tanya. Make sure you smash the like buttons on all the Facebook pages and on our profiles. Make sure you follow us and listen. It has been a pleasure bringing you this show today. You know, so you got a little bit more in on who I am as a person. I am about what uh, Stokely Carmichael Kwame Torre, to be respectful, was I am in for my people. I just need my people to truly be in and leave the individualism alone for a while, and we will win. We will win. We will win. We will see you tomorrow on another episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. That's observations. See you then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.